There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, yeah. Let's get another week started on the Lori and Julia show. We had a great weekend to go out and frolic and play in the sunshine, and it freshened us up to take on another week of entertainment talk. Let's, Let's do that. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Who had a weekend claim to fame? Uh, my weekend claim to fame is my last jailed weekend. Because <laughs> I'm fully well, vaxxed as of Wednesday. My sexy jailer cannot keep me at home. He can't. No. I told you be late on Friday night because I went and saw him. And I said, Lori's sexy jailer. She wanted to be here. I kept her in. He's like, I'll be ready to see her. Yeah. He was so good. I went, I heard live music. Um, at Minnesota Music Cafe, GB was so, it was so fun oh, yeah. to he, see him. He's so good. I bet he hasn't played in right. for so long. Right, and but they were kind of talking about that. It was super fun. And then just how nice was Saturday? I mean, mm. hello. 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 It yeah. was nice enough to carry us on for two more weeks so we get back there. Right. Well, Rocco sends me a picture from Cuzzy's. <laughs> oh, Rocco. With the, someone wearing a Kelly Clarkson tour you know, like a concert T-shirt. Oh, I, I was very jealous. Oh, I started looking on eBay for a Kelly Clarkson shirt. But yeah, I went on a bit of a, a day drinking bender outdoors. Nice. Where'd you go? I went. Well, I I had some buddies in from out of town, and I we wanted to be outside. So I thought, well, why don't we shoot for the North Loop? Because we thought after the Twins game started at one, maybe it'd be kind of you know things Happened. would open up down there and. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, because have you guys been to Gray's at all? I suppose not. You haven't Where's really been that? out. So that's down by the stadium, and it's kind of like a food hall meets bars. You can sit outside. You can uh, eat at, like, six different restaurants and drink from two different bars. Anyways, that place was crazy packed. So I went next door to Modest Brewing. They said their patio was booked till about 8.30 that night. Wow. So then I found, like, the last table available at Cuzzy's, and we... uh we ate, we ate and drank at Cuzzy's a little bit, and then we walked over to downtown to McKenzie's and sat on the back patio, and Fun. boy, I walked past Cowboy Jack's. I showed you guys a picture. That yeah. place was uh, a line around the block and packed with uh, with people with frolicking, the- so... But I mean, if you're vaccinated, you can you go out and yes. frolic? That's yeah. you my can. Uh, That's what we're supposed to be. Yes, yeah. totally, Laurie. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, yeah. this weekend for me, uh, because it's been like, you know... Uh, however many weekends it's been, you know, like it, it's, it was kind of the same deja more vu. deja mm-hmm. vu weekend. And um, I did manage to uh, uh, go and get an outside table at the bungalow club because, you know, That's my sexy spot. jailer lets, he uh, lets you go there. Yeah. Well, we can eat outside. Uh-huh. So I went with a friend to the bungalow club and um, ate outside. But I mean, it's like, uh, this is my last same old, same old weekend. 
Aren't you excited? Yeah. I don't have a sexy jailer, so I got right. to have last weekend as, a, as an exciting <laughs> weekend. Um, but it was it's so nice. It is so freeing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just saying I'm very, very happy. All right, so party next weekend. Were all the bars uh, crowded, Rocco? That you um, everything I walked by. You know, we walked by the Union and the Crave uh, uh-huh, patios. Right. Those looked pretty busy. Good. Um, I was surprised that the um, next door to First Ave, the depot, they didn't have their garage door open, which surprised me because that's kind of one of the joys of going there. Is Maybe that they're not air. open. That's, they did seem open, but they just didn't open the door. I'll have to find out about that. Yeah, that's But yeah, I mean, it was... And then at the end of the night, we had to go up. I went back to... I, I had rode my bike down to Cuzzy's. Oh and all those bars down, you know, Washington Avenue, uh-huh. just like that basement bar and... J.D. Hoyts and blah, blah, blah. Everything was just packed with beautiful young people. Oh, how it's lovely. The North Loop is the new place. You guys, how it's lovely. the Roaring Twenties are going to happen mm-hmm. because the, of the lockdown, the pandemic. Right. The New York Times had a really interesting story about laying out all the, you know, because the, the 1918 flu epidemic, I mean, that was like four years. Oh, and, brutal. you know, everything that led uh, to to the roaring 20s and they just said following the world having this kind of a thing then the decadence demand for letting loose is heightened is heightened also also people will shed friends oh coming out of this yeah how so well just in the sense that if you have time waster friends oh interesting Mm -hmm. you just Maybe before you used to okay, make now, time. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. So we've already talked about the most stressful person in your life, yeah. and we already decided between the two of you it was me. Now, time waster friends. Friend. Am no, I going to get that You're not a time waster <laughs> friend. Is this, you're you, stressful. Yeah. Is this a, you're, you're, a stressful, you're a stressful friend, but you're not a time waster <laughs> friend. No, 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 no. Um, no, like a time waster friend is, you know, the friend that... They reach out to you via tab. We're going to get together. I really want to get together with you, but then they never make a plan. And then you would be kind of, well, I should reach out to them. And mm-hmm. you're just like, you don't give a crap anymore. And you're just at all. At all. Right. And so they're, you know, they're like ticking. And also ticking off that uh, not only is decadence and partying ahead, but also, um, well, there's a dating thing that's happening as a result okay. of are our pandemic. Are you going to tell us that or are you going to wait till Sex, sex Monday? Monday? I'm going to wait All for right. Sex Monday that, that that's happening. But yeah, just a real let loose. The travel thing um, is the biggest crunch is going to be in the U.S. And the first thing to book is your, your car. car. Right. And I, yep, um, for a lot of places. And I would recommend using a travel agent. Absolutely. Um, but um, the thing about like trying to like if you're trying to go to Europe or something like that, I mean, the State Department here, the only country that is like a they say you could like go to is Iceland. Everything else is like stage four because the the coronavirus is so out of control in so many places. Right. still. And um, but there's this feeling of countries that have really been like italy and france and all these places that depend on tourism Mm -hmm. um there's a little bit of the sense that people are like let us get back on our feet before the tourists come back right let us get even though of course tourism is such a big part but but But, we need 
They need some time. Yeah, they need some time uh, because they, they, you know, not everybody, they're not at the vaccination level right. that the U.S. is at. Right. And they like, uh, we don't want Americans coming over and rubbing, you know, their nose in it. And, you know, I, I don't know. There's just sort of. It's An apprehension a, kind of. Yeah, dope. there's just a weird time. So they're right. they're saying um, that uh, U.S. travel and, and like Sun Country is so smart with adding all the destinations. Yeah. They added absolutely um, for U.S. travel because for national gonna, parks and yeah. different things like that because people are going to go do that this summer. People want to get away, but you're not and, and get outside too. Continental and, U.S. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, that was the uh, big thing. Book your car first wherever you're going. We've been telling people that for it, it a while. It used to be though that would be the last thing. Very you'd book. D- not even think about it till two days before. Yep. Yeah, I would never do that. But I would. Yeah, not for Hawaii or Florida well, ever. Of course. Or yeah. Arizona. I mean, there's always been places that you've needed to. Right. California, too, because of all the Europeans that used to travel uh, to the U.S. Now yes. they're not traveling. I know. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. Well, we got the sad news yesterday that uh, Olympia Dukakis, who just seemed like a ageless woman in my mind i had no idea how old she was when we met her in moonstruck or steel magnolia but she passed away at the age of 89 and uh oh my gosh two of our favorite movies moonstruck and steel magnolia loved loved. clary and steel magnolias Mm -hmm. and of course um playing shares mom do you love him loretta in Moon, I know. In Moonstruck. So uh, let's, uh, Chris Conley from Good Morning America, they had a, a nice tribute put together of just who she was and everything. Known for her standout work in Moonstruck throughout her career, Olympia Dukakis was capable of candor and deep feeling in her many acclaimed performances. Oh man, to give those dogs another piece of my food, I'm going to kick you till you're dead. In 1987's Moonstruck, Olympia Dukakis was a force of nature. You got a love bite on your neck. He's coming back this morning. What's the matter with you? Your life's going down the toilet. And a font of wisdom. What you don't know about women is a lot. As matriarch Rose Castorini, serving up to share as Loretta, the observations in John Patrick Shanley's script with a knowing smile. You love him, Loretta? No. Good. When you love them, they drive you crazy because they know they can. Olivia Dukakis and Moonstruck. That performance would win her the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in 1988 and the chance to hail her cousin, Michael Dukakis, soon to be that year's Democratic presidential nominee. Okay, Michael, let's go! If you can't say anything nice about anybody, come sit by me. <laughs> One year later, amid the other Oscar winners and up-and-comers in Steel Magnolias, she'd shine as brightly as anyone. This is your chance to do something for your fellow man. Knock her lights out, For Olympia Dukakis, just some of the highlights in an acting career that began in the early 60s and was filled with acclaimed performances. In 1993, on, and for years right. afterwards, she'd make a major impression yeah. with her role as Anna Madrigal on the series Tales of the City. Oh, yeah. Uh, Armistead Maupin's series. I think it was I on the like, PBS. I, I never watched it. Yeah, yeah. She, she was great in that. Let's play the rest of the story. 
Following news of her death on Saturday at the age of 89, those who'd worked with her took to social media to celebrate her life and spirit. Even though her part was that of a suffering wife, we laughed all the time, recalled Cher, who'd last spoken to her three weeks ago. She would tell me how much she loved Lewis, her handsome, talented husband. Rest in peace, dear one. Filmmaker Sarah Polly, who cast Tukakis in her 2006 Alzheimer's drama Away From Her, recalled an actor every bit as forthright as her characters. First day I worked with her. Where are we going for margaritas tonight? I said I wanted to get an early night. She said, we got to have some laughs. Otherwise, we'll blow our brains out. We went for the margaritas. And when I was 25, she said to me, you're 25. You better be having great sex. If you're not, you better do something about it. <laughs> Before his death in 2018, her husband, Louis Zorich, found words to honor what made Olympia Dukakis special to audiences and loved ones alike. She wasn't a shrinking violet. She never was. <laughs> that's so cute. That's so funny. He was, you know, he played Paul Reiser's father in Mad About You. Oh, her husband yes, did? Yes, Louis Zorak. Yeah. Hmm. And he just died in 2018 at age 93. Oh. So yeah, Cher said uh, that I guess she'd been in failing health this whole last yes. year. Horrible time. Horrible time. Mm-hmm. And she said... Um, She'd heard, you know, through the a friend, Grapevine or whatever, that Olivia was sick. So she called her daughter and asked if she could speak to her. And her daughter said she might not hear her speak. And I called and I said, Olympia, it's Cher. I love you. And she said, oh, Cher, I love you. Hmm. But she was weak. But, you know, she was happy is what Cher tweeted yeah. about it. And Dolly Parton had something really yes. sweet. And, of course, Steel Magnolia's... Um, I love, yeah, I love the friendship between her and Shirley MacLaine. Um, Wheezy, Wheezy, I love you more than my luggage. I love that. <laughs> no, they were darling. You know, a little bit about her oh. that I didn't know, because her brother made a statement, and his name's Apollo, mm-hmm. and her name is Olympia. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out that um, her Greek dad parents. was a Greek. Their Greek parents loved <laughs> right. Her. But he launched, um, when they came here, uh, launched a drama club to stage classic Greek plays. And after graduating Olympia, after graduating from Boston University, where she was the New England fencing champ, um, she was also good at basketball, tennis, ping pong, and riflery. Mm. Um, She worked as a physical therapist to earn money to get her master's degree in the arts, and she was paying for her kids to get into college on credit cards when she got moonstruck. Yeah, she changed was, her life. She was like fifty-two, or right? Something so like she that. she did right. stage and all these things. All she forever. taught at she taught uh, theater mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Michael McKean, who played um, was it uh, Leonard. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, was it Lenny? Lenny. Um, played yes. Lenny and of course he's uh, Saul Goodman's brother in, in uh, Better, Call Saul. Better Call Saul. He was... He he said she was the most amazing uh, teacher when he sent out his remembrances. He said, 
Um, before appearing in This is Spinal Tap, he studied with her at NYU. He said she loved the work and she loved the theater. She spoke to me and many, many others with clarity and humor. She would tell us, don't forget the reason you want to do do, do this acting thing is it looked like fun. And it is, even though the sweat and the angst don't forget the fun. She would always reiterate that to them. We might because remember why you're here. Maybe actors are intense and, uh, you, you know. But um, anyway, yeah. And I forgot she played Kirstie Alley's mom. And the look who's talking. Oh, uh, one, two, and three. I love those. Remember when <laughs> yeah. those first came out? I thought John Travolta's so baby funny. was so clever. And also, she was great as the principal of Mr. Holland's yeah. Opus. That is a great movie. If Rocco, have you seen I that? I have never seen that. Oh, that is a great movie. Yeah, got Richard very Dr- underrated Dr- by yeah. the critics, but the, a, the fan, I mean, it, audience would like that movie. It's a great movie. I mm-hmm. thought that was so good. So what was that Tales of the City? Tales of the City, it's Armistead, uh, Moppins, it's his, it's basically set in San Francisco about, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the amazing life that uh, gay people and trans and just everything that made up the uniqueness of San Francisco in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, PBS uh, miniseries. Yeah, Tales of the City. So it was... uh, Kind of groundbreaking, cool. I think. Do you want me to play that? Um, play the thing from, from Steel Magnolias? Magnolias. So it's the scene where Sally Fields, who plays Julia Roberts' mom, is at the cemetery. They've buried Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I can't remember what Sally Fields' character's name is, but she is... Shelby's mom. Shelby's mom, and she is mad, and she's upset, and her three best friends, played by Dolly Parton, Olympia Dukakis, and... Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine, and... Olympia's Clary and her best friend is Wheezy. And she, you know, Shelby's mom is just, yeah, she's just having a fit. And yep. then here we go. I just want to hit something. I want to hit it hard. <laughs> here. Hit this. She pushes go Wheezy. Go ahead, Malin. Slap Malin. Are you crazy? Are you high, Clary? Clary, have you lost your mind? We'll sell t-shirts saying I slapped Weezer Boudreau. Hannah! Miss Clary, enough! Weezer, this is your chance to do something for your fellow man. <laughs> Knock her lights out, Willie! <laughs> That's so funny because it was such a heartbreaking oh, moment oh and like that was such a good and she wanted she was expressing the desire to hit something and right clary p- pushing her friend out there. For hit it. this one it's one of the funniest it is. comic uh scenes born out of tears ever ever oh, ever do you remember just, the first time you saw that oh my god i cried just thinking about it mm-hmm such a great mm-hmm. movie, and I always forget that uh, Daryl Hannah yeah, was in Steel Magnolia. Yes, she was. And Sam Shepard played Dolly oh, Parton's husband. Beautiful. They're hot, hot, and he's hot in that movie. Yeah, he is. Cheers, <sighs> um, Olympia. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. Olympia okay. Dukakis. You are an amazing actor. We love Jeff. We'll keep loving you in all your movies. All right, listen, we'll be back. Oh, Julia, your boyfriend... The, the big screen and the little screen, you yeah. and McGregor. We got. Oh, talk. I love him. All right. Oh, shades of what is that? Two thousand. Mm-hmm. Doesn't ever get old. Yeah, maybe late nineties. Right? Yeah. It really doesn't, does it? it? Doesn't. it you know doesn't. what? I am not sick of that song either. I know. It's so weird. It's so good. It's one of those pure classic bubblegum songs, like "Sugar Sugar" by The Archies. Never get <laughs> tired do. of that one either. I know you don't.
I mean, you know, a bubble gummy type of song. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, uh, Holly posted this today, the trailer of um, the Ryan Murphy produced limited series that will uh, debut on Netflix on May 14th. And it's Ewan McGregor, Julia, your, your number one Hollywood boyfriend, even though he was a dog to his wife, Ava, of 20 years. Mm-hmm. But he plays He wouldn't Halston. treat me like that. No, he wouldn't. He would be a lover <laughs> and not a wife. I've loved him since, I think, Moulin Rouge. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was yes. a good one. He sealed the deal because he could sing, he could dance, he could act. Yes. And he's good looking. Yes. That, like, sealed he's the deal for me. He's your guy for a long, guy for long, long, long time. time. And um, so the trailer for this is coming out. And to me, it looks like it's, even though, okay, Ryan Murphy, you know, is, I watched all of Hollywood and I liked it. That was his seven part series on basically Scotty Bowers, you know, and being the. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I watched yeah. the first episode. Okay, of that, but it read, didn't. Yeah. It, it you know. I didn't like it. I liked it. I but I watched it for the costumes. I watched it for the sex. Right. I watched it for the almost Everything camp but drama. The story. Yeah, but the camp drama <laughs> right? of it all. So he's doing this, and you know he does lots of other things that are good. The People versus OJ. Oh, you know? he's done lots of lots things. of things. So this though gave me when I watched the trailer, it the vibe was Fosse Verdon. Yeah, I would agree with you, which we loved. Loved that miniseries, if you've not seen that. And so um, take a look at it. But if you don't know who Halston is, and Ewan McGregor, in an interview last week with The Guardian, said he'd never heard of him. I I believe him. Okay, he'd never heard of him, A, because he was a fashion person, and also because he basically burnt out it was out of the fashion business you know like i forget what the year his deal was with jc penny but he he i, I watched the documentary i don't i don't know the story at all yeah he's got i don't want to say too don't, much about don't. it because this is going to be one of those shows where you're like oh my god i, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that but he's such an influential fashion mm-hmm. designer and people have tried to recreate the halston look in fact Sarah Jessica Parker tried to the line. The name came up for sale, and she did like a, she was going to do a Halston fashion line. Don't you remember I that? Do remember that? Lori. And we were like, it's so perfect because of her Carrie Bradshaw. Yes, yep. And the, if you look at the Halston aesthetic, and it's very, uh, you know, think Liza Minnelli and Bianca Jagger in Studio Fifty Four. Right. He, Brought all this uh, Diana Ross were Halston, but this sort of sexy, carefree, um, Ja Devouille to American style. Right. But because he loses his name in a business decision that he yes. makes, he leaves the fashion business. So his period of time, it wasn't something that went on and on. Uh-huh. You know, so that's why people don't know the story. But right. Ryan Murphy, I guess I guess this guy who directed it has been trying to get the Halston story made for 20 years cuz he thinks you've got Studio 54, you have the 70s, you have the decadence of the 80s, you have That was Halston's this, prime. Yeah, you okay. have this amazing talent and this huge ego and then you have copious amounts of cocaine the AIDS epidemic is starting. Uh, Halston is openly gay. Um, and he is a person who, like many a great 
man or woman with an ego has very little care for what you think about him. Right. Okay, so, and this is how, you know, so, so anyway, they've been trying to get this made, and there's a there's a, a biographical novel that came out in, like, 2019, which is what Ryan Murphy is using Based. that. Okay. It's called Simply Halston, but it's a very interesting fashion Pop culture, uh, life, America, at fa- fashion, of course. Right. I, I think, can't wait. I can't May wait. 14th, it's going to be yeah. on Netflix, and it's going to be a series. Like yeah, a it'll be like seven or eight. Or, yeah. And there's, uh, I don't know who's, let's see, um, Liza Minnelli is being played by Krista Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Elsa Peretti, who was the jewelry designer, and I don't know why I think there's a connection to Pablo Picasso okay. with Elsa Peretti, but um, she did, like, the Tiffany, the bracelet, the right. bangles. She was, like, a big time. She might still be alive. I don't know. Uh, Rebecca Dan is playing her, and then Victor Hugo is Halston's very good-looking boyfriend, and he's played by Gianfranco Rodriguez. No relation to the one uh, playing Liza Minnelli. Okay. So, and also, you know, the cocaine in the 80s. Right. It'll be, it's the, the yeah. it was a different time. And it he long, did long the time first, far away. he did the first mass market fashion deal. He was at the top of the fashion world selling haute couture, haute couture, only the nicest, and then he, only the nicest department stores sold him, like, um, Neiman in, Marcus, the other I one, Magnum, um, Barney's of New York, the other one in New York, Barney's that we um, went to, yeah, the, not Barney's, no, not Barney's, not, the one up on Central, um, Bonwit, not Bonwit Teller. We went there. I know. We yeah. just sold on. Can't think of it. But anyway, he so only like the high, high end department uh-huh. stores. Now people might not even know what high end department stores are anymore. But we used to have them. But we used to have them. And then he goes and Our does. Our people know. Yeah. Then he goes and does a one billion dollar deal for J C Penney, and he gets excoriated instead of like, "Wow, that's brilliant!" brilliant. Everyone's like, "How could you stoop so low and let your brand go with J C Penney?" Right. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. It looks so good. So the the. Basically, the trailer's posted on the Lori and Julia yeah. show page. It looks, that was a long roundabout. But yeah, but it looks it amazing. It looks so good. I think it's going to be a really We're gonna great be ready story. For that. The, the dramatization, too, whereas the other one, you know, the documentary, you have the actual Halston, and there's stuff with his family. And he did have a, you know, what ended up being his third act. I think, you know, he was uh, as happy as he could be because the big mistake that he did all Are you, you, gonna all you would be entrepreneurs. All well, right. don't don't lose your name or your brand. No. And for well, him, his brand was his name. Okay. And in his deal, he didn't pay enough attention to that detail. Maybe that was the cocaine. Didn't realize, you know, what that meant. Mm-hmm. Well, our body perks, you know, our brand, Lori. Yeah. It only costs um thirty six thousand dollars to buy back our URL. <laughs> So if we want to talk to people. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just looking for the high-end store because this is bugging me. Bergdorf Goodman. Yes, Bergdorf Goodman. All right, Thank fine. you, Julia. I just had, I'm just going crazy. I'm like, which one is it? Which yeah. one is it? Bergdorf yes, Goodman. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Which oh, is, you know. Remember still... how fun it was to go into these fancy, swanky, high-end department stores? Mm-hmm. I hope they come back. 
And basically, Katie Keene was set oh, in Bergdorf Oh, that was Goodman's. so fun. We love that show. They might have even filmed some of that in there. Oh, we love that yeah, show. Yeah, we love that show. And speaking of fashion, I don't know how uh, uh, this happened last week, but fashion designer Elber Elbez might not, the Ooh. name might not mean anything to you, but he was a round guy with always funky, cool, chunky black glasses. Yes. Yes. And he was, he revived the L'Envon brand. L-A-N-V-I-N. L'Envon. Okay. And, and how we say it was L'Avon. <laughs> yeah, L'Avon. But Laurie, Laurie's doing the, the French pronunciation. Yeah, L'Avon. L'Avon. It's a French heritage brand. Right, and he right. brought it back to life. He was there for 14 years from 2001 to 2015. The first time you and I saw the goddess that is Tilda Swinton. Yes. She was wearing... That black, it almost looked like a shiny garbage, garbage bag, bag, but she pulled it off. She looked amazing. She was wearing L'Enval. L'Enval. Mm-hmm. Easy for you to say. And um, he he died of COVID in Paris. He was 59, and early, just earlier this year, he was promoting his new Paris baseline AZ Factory, and he did... Uh, 71 on one interviews with fashion journalists. He was really oh. anxious for people to like it. And uh, he he also worked at Guy LaRoche and uh, Yves Saint Laurent. So he, he had the Reeve Gouche, Gauche line, Gauche line. So doing so well with L'Envan. Yeah, but he was you Moroccan really and he was just a really an interesting. Guy and I think CBS Sunday Morning did a story on him because I re- I just remember he a thing of him that when he was like seven or eight he he would sketch his teacher's outfit every single day in a notebook and at the end of that school year whatever year seven or eight is he gave her the notebook with every everything she wore every day for the whole school year oh, and fun. she. Couldn't believe what a good drawer he was. Fun. And that it was every day. So this was a kid that really had fantasies and dreams about. So I'm just really sorry to hear that, you know, 59. That's very... And he came to the U.S. and you know who he worked for? Jeffrey Bean. Remember that fashion Yes, I remember that. Yes. All right. Thank you. And uh, he was good buddies with the founder of... Someone who put us in their magazine, and I was very excited. You never heard of it, but I was thrilled. Paper magazine. I remember paper. Because kind of a mm-hmm. And they did the classic York. cover with Kim Kardashian having champagne off That's of her right. butt. That's right. Greased up. That's if right. anyone remembers. I, I remember, remember that. that cover. Do you mm-hmm. remember, Rocco? Yes, oh, yeah, she broke the internet. She did. That's right. She did. Anyway, but he dressed Gwyneth and Meryl Streep and Natalie Portman and... He he um, he was ousted from Lanvana over disagreements with the company's majority shareholder, and he Wait, referred to the firing as my tragedy. Oh, all right. We've got a um, Tony has sent us something oh, about Tony the house from France. Yes, she says hello again. Bonjour, bonjour. Yeah. Okay. No, Elsa Peretti, who died about two weeks ago. Oh my gosh! Um, I did the jewelry, but I think Lori, you are mistaking. Paloma Picasso, yes, who also designed jewelry and yes. was one of the granddaughters of Pablo Picasso. Right. Oh, Halston was everything for that period of the Studio 54 era. Everything. Exclamation point. Yeah. Abonnez, oh, Albert Araz, the greatest and apparently the kindest man. Oh, maman. 
Uh, famous to designer, said mm-hmm. he passed too soon. Yeah, You bring up all the great news. So sad about Monsieur Elbaz. Yeah. This and is straight from Patty. Oh, good. Did she say that Lori said... Uh, Lavon, bon, right? Bon. She said, oh, Lavon and Lon Vin. It's Lon Vin. Lon Vin. Lon Vin. Lon Vin. I mean, you're Lavon. But the House of Lavon was established in Paris in 1889, and it had it was all but dead when Albert got there in 2001. So he was very feminine and just very exuberant and wonderful. So I just wanted to give that. Well, I'm glad we had that. Okay, I know. I know that's kind of funny. Um, I've got news for you, Julia. I've got news about how Sex in the City um, and just like that is replacing Samantha. Well, I've been talking to all my sources at HBO Max, and I've got scoop for you people. Okay. Tell us. Rocco, did you ever watch Sex and the City, even as a bi mm, show? really. Did your wife? Uh, I don't think so. Not I've maybe really. watched an episode or two here or there, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. we were avid fans. Obsessed. But really didn't become avid fans until season two. At, right. I watched season one. I tried to get Casey to watch it, because Sopranos and... Sex and City, and we started, that's when we began our love affair with HBO. Right. With those two shows. Mm -hmm. They kind of launched HBO, don't you think, in a way? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what was that, like 98? Probably, Laurie. Yeah, so 98. But, um, and Casey didn't, like, because the first year of Sex and the City, it was a shaky... Camera. Shaky camera, but it was... um, Talking directly to the camera. Mm-hmm. So Carrie Bradshaw, like instead the of typing, yes. Kind of like The Office. But and The Office, it was charming. And then they changed it completely, mm-hmm. and it became the show that we know. And love. In the second through sixth season. Yeah. Or whatever it was. So, all right. So apparently, you know, because there was a mean girl culture that we didn't know about that destroyed sex in the city from the inside, and that was... Um, um, Samantha uh, was not treated well in from her the, estimation right. by from the other ladies Cynthia right. Nixon, Kristen Davis, and Carrie and uh, Chris, and Sir, Sir, SJP. So Mrs. Carrie Miranda and Sharon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we speak to them and their character? I don't care. All right. Well, apparently, in this new and just like that, which we don't know when that's coming to HBO, um, but they are filming. We think, and each of the women. Samantha, Charlotte, and Carrie are getting a million dollars an episode. John Corbett has let us know this. He said uh, uh, he will be appearing for, quote, unquote, quite a few episodes. Right. Now there's going to be 10. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm going to say half. Okay. It's possible he'll be Carrie's primary love interest because Chris Noth, who played Mr. Big, has said he's not returning, although that could be a negotiating tactic. Exactly. The only person we know for sure who isn't coming back because she's made it clear for so long. For so, so Going back to the third uh, movie is Kim Cattrall as Samantha. No amount of money. It's like a Juliana Margulies in her new book. She writes about walking away from $27 million dollars from ER to stay another, like, Two years or three years. Unbelievable. And she walked away from it. People money walk does, away from money. It's well, amazing. when you have that much money, it's like, what's that much more at that point? But that was her first act. She didn't have that much money. Well, I'm sure she made a lot of money on the show because she was on a long time. Left. Six years. Yeah. So what I'm, her contract was, but she didn't get paid the big, but she was like, no, I, she was sick of it. 
Mm-hmm. She was sick of it. And Kim Cattrall is sick of Samantha. Doesn't yes. want to play her. Which is, and Samantha was the character of the four that had the best lines. The best. And did, she was the funniest. Yeah. She was, she, she was, was the most fearless. She got naked the most. She's so funny. Greco, if you watch any sex in the city, she's you will the only one. secure Bradshaw in a bra. <laughs> Samantha is the one who would show a crack, vag. Really? She, boobs, but she was so funny. Bush, everything because so it was HBO. Funny. She had the best lines. Yeah. She was fearless. So fun. So fearless that way. So anyway, and she was paid maybe the least. I don't know. She maybe objected that Sarah Jessica got executive producer. She couldn't get it. Who knows? Right. We don't know. know, But I would always say that, yeah, it would seem like the person who's taken off their clothes the most should at least get a bonus. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know. Or a space heater. But Mm -hmm. a bonus for sure. More money. You're taking off. space heater. Yeah. That's pretty good. (laughs) Thank you, Rocco, for getting that. So anyway, it's good. Here's what they're going to do. According to TV Line, three new friends are expected to round out Carrie Miranda and Charlotte's social circle. So they needed three people to replace they, one. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, she was everything. All right, so what are the three friends going to do? Well, we don't know, but uh, uh, they're going to be... Um, because one of the things, they cannot be three white women. No, they're certainly going to be... Women of color. Uh, a black yeah. woman, a Hispanic woman, yeah. and an Asian woman. I don't know. But, I mean, New York City, that was always the one thing the in way, that show. It was the yeah. whitest show. And you're like, this is New York City. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's going to take three friends. So it's going to be a social circle of six. All right. Which already, the is drama, exhausting. the drama from that alone will um, go for, you know, at least two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. They can well, do that. it's a limited series. I hope. Do we know how many episodes? Ten. Ten. Thank goodness. Because six they're getting is a million. not enough. No, they're getting a million. They're All making right, so ten they're million making ten. dollars. How much fun for them! Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, so, because again, if people want some entertainment, you can always go back and watch the reruns. But the movies, even the second one that got panned so bad, it's funny in hindsight, and it was funny. Lori and I loved it at the time, but it's it's cheeky. Very. It's just cheeky funny. I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. I laughed and it just felt so good to be with these women again. And it's Samantha is one of our favorite characters. Yeah. So that's a hard one to not have in this. But. Yeah. So I, for me, it would be more believable if Samantha dies Dice. of breast cancer. Yep. She was- and they open the show with them leaving the cemetery. Fine. Let's, let's just hope they do that. I mean. It has to be addressed. It has to be addressed because I don't believe they would have a falling out and that she moved to California to be with um, Smith. She already Smith. came. She was already bored out there. She was coming back. Anyway. Right, right, right. It just doesn't seem one like the, that friendship. One of the favorite scenes, Rocco, is she goes to California to follow her young, beautiful boyfriend, Smith, who's just this hottie in his acting career. And she's, you know, used she's a to publicist. Be, she's a publicist. She used to be all that in New York, but now she's kind of like a house mom without kids or dogs or anything so for valentine's day um she decides she's gonna um treat him to a special nude buffet of herself with sushi on her body (laughs) yeah and he like never comes home yeah and her waiting there naked with sushi on her body on the dining room table it's just (laughs) the kind she she's the best line she was so funny it is so funny i know she was just so good. It, do you think the other three girls were kind of jealous that she 
You was, had that? Well, I don't know. Well, Everyone always, when you ask a group of girlfriends, are you a Carrie, Samantha? We always Miranda, said that you were Samantha. But I mean, no, everyone always wanted to be Carrie. Not very many people wanted to be Samantha. You Miranda did. Show. Well, I you am. Were. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean, there's just, yeah. And I don't even know. I think but, it was just because you, you were, were more honest with yourself than other people were at the time. Maybe, mm-hmm. but I, like everyone always wanted to be Carrie. Because so, of the like, clothes and the... But why? Why would the? Why would those three actors? I can't believe. First of all, Kristen Davis was. I, I that anybody. there was any beef. I think the beef is SJP and yeah, and Kim. I think so too. And Cynthia Nixon tried to be Switzerland, but she's always on um, Carrie's side. Yeah, Carrie's side. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the show. In the show and in real life, it might have carried. And over. then Kristen right. Davis just was like her lab. She was Switzerland beyond. <laughs> Beyond yeah. and so cute. Oh yeah. my gosh. She had her lab on set or, or her golden retriever. Golden retriever. It's a golden retriever. They're so cute. That is just, that show holds up though. Yeah, it does. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071.